Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Open House Around Australia with Lee Hatcher. And now, the human condition. Yes, this week we kick off... uh a three-week series of conversations with our human condition guru, clinical psychologist Lynn Worsley on wisdom. Couldn't we all do with a bit more of that? There's this prayer of serenity that says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I expect we'll all be benefiting from much Worsley wisdom over these next few weeks. She's chuckling. Why is this? How are you? She's so humble. I don't feel very wise. <laughs> How are you, Lynn? Great to see Good, you. Good, thanks. So we're going to be looking at the psychology of wisdom. Yeah. Now, the study of psychology is the study of patterns in human behavior, and the practice of psychology is about how to change thoughts and behavior. Mm-hmm. Now, the statement of serenity prayer reminds us that psychology is actually not a fixed science with exact answers for every behavior. However, over the last 50 years or so, the practice of psychology has become broader and has even encompassed a number of different dimensions of the human condition. Mm. And psychotherapy has moved towards the passing on of insight and perhaps even helping people to stop and pause with their own behavior and to gain their own insight in order to change or analyze themselves. So today there's many psychotherapists who would say that they're employed as wise consultants for families, businesses and individuals because of their dealings with psychology. Yeah, it's interesting. So from where you stand, can you define wisdom for us from this kind of psychology of wisdom? Um, I find it very difficult. Okay, that's um, I can't define wisdom and I can't define what it takes to make a person wise. But I know when I hear wise words and I know when I I meet a wise person. Like your mum. Like my mum. Yeah. Um, And she would never say she was wise. No, no, because she's humble too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But from the perspective of the world, we can see that psychology has studied intelligence and it's measured and measured millions of people to establish measures that determine if a person has a higher or lower and average intelligence. Mm. Um, And these measures track knowledge, problem-solving strategies, memory, processing, speed, and a number of other processes in the brain to get a whole measure of intelligence. Okay. But are intelligent people wise? Yeah. That's a very good question. Yeah. I think I know the answer. <laughs> Secondly, there's the ability to have insight. Now, many people have insight and understanding of other people, and that can also go towards their ability to manipulate others for their own gain. Okay, yes. So are insightful people wise? Good question. Now, does wisdom mean being kind? And But there are many people who are kind in the wrong places that make many problems worse, such mm. as sharing their sweet foods with children who develop cavities in their teeth and obesity in later life. So are kind people wise? That's interesting, yeah. So that we can see a number of dimensions that lead us to think through the term wisdom. And the study of positive psychology refers to wisdom as positive deviance. <laughs> I've never heard that. (laughs) Tell me what positive deviance is. (laughs) I hope it's good. I'm sure it is. (laughs) Now, positive deviance is based on the observation that in every community, there's a certain individuals or groups that have uncommon behaviors and strategies that enable them to find better solutions to problems than the people around them. Yep. While at the same time having the same resources and facing the same 
or worse challenges. So positive deviance focuses attention on the extreme ends of the positive spectrum and it brings in the notion that there's a process in place towards reaching the end and that the aim is to move along towards a better future gradually. Now wisdom's a bit like that. The wise person seems to know what actions, what thoughts and behaviours move them towards a better outcome. So to do this, we we need knowledge. We need insight as well as kindness and empathy. Otherwise, we wouldn't read the situation well to know what the positive deviance is. Mm. Um, Now, wise people are socially savvy and they can activate their resources around them to make the choices that lead to a more positive outcome. And it probably happens over a long period of time, the gathering of all these aspects of wisdom. Perhaps. To be positively deviant. Yes. I like that. So what's the Bible say about wisdom? You've been looking at that, Leah. Yeah, look, it says a lot, and it answers some of the questions that we've taken so long to, to study psychology. It's funny about that. Funny? Isn't? I was going to say <laughs> the same thing. Funny? Mm. Yeah. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. That was in Proverbs fourteen sixteen, And that implies that wisdom is away from evil and self-confidence. Okay. So wisdom is away from the self. A fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. This implies that the wise have self-control. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And this implies that knowledge is based on fearing God. Uh, And we can study the wisdom of Solomon, and there'd be many that would wonder at, 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 at his own wisdom and his own life choices. I mean, one could say he must have been very wise to handle all those wives. A whole lot of skills. <laughs> Proverbs <laughs> has many wise sayings, and it's good to ponder them. Yeah, really too is. right. I always remember reading through the whole of Proverbs with um, our kids very early in their lives, and it was a great thing for all mm. of us, actually. So should we just read Proverbs and we'll be wise? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> actually, I think it, <laughs> I'll take it a bit further because wisdom involves so many things. Yes. In the practice of psychotherapy, there is the study of humans and there is also the study of the interaction between people. Mm. So when we relate to another since we're created to be in relationships with other people, we're not only to take on the perspective of our own thoughts and feelings, but also those of the other person in front of us. And this means we take on information, we assess, we analyse and we understand. So what do you notice then when you're counselling someone? Okay, when I'm counselling, I can think about what it means for that other person and I can have lots of theories and ideas, but it isn't until I actually get inside their head, imagine their environment and the reactions of other people around them and what it's been like to live their life that I can, it isn't until I can really get there that I can really understand them. Most of the time we think about things from our own place of being. Did I ask the right question? Did I show enough care? Am I earning my money in this job? Um, we also spend time thinking about lunch, the letters we need to write at lunchtime and the phone calls that we need to make. Yes. And when we think about those things from our own being, we're merely applying knowledge and the psychology skills. But when we think about things from another person's perspective and really totally get into their space, it's then we're able to understand related and relate to them at a different level. This is the wisdom of moving away from self. That's right. And it takes us to a place that really increases our potential for wisdom. Because when we're in that space of another person, we can see what they need to understand next in order to make the next step towards a more positive future. 
or yeah. positive deviance. And a lot of psychology is looking for the right words and saying the right things and directing the right way. But to apply wise, to apply wise counsel involves being in the other person's space and seeing what is the right actions to take for them. Yes, okay. Yep. And so, for instance, I often think about the statement, the right insight, insight at the wrong time is the wrong insight. Timing is everything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you can have all the information um, about, you know, that this relationship is terrible for them or their alcohol addiction is ruining their life, but until they're ready to hear it, it's the wrong insight. Okay, yes. And what's better to have insight into their place in their relationship at the time or their experience of their alcohol use? So it's much better to have that insight because when you've got that experience of that insight, you then have a better understanding of what sort of things to say and when it when they are ready to hear what you what you know. Yep. So let me ask you this: is is wisdom more the ability to say the right things at the right time? Perhaps. Perhaps it's not the words either. Perhaps it it may be um, something else. And in in psychotherapy, we talk about a felt sense. Now, I find this really fascinating, and Mm. I think this is probably the heart of wisdom, the felt sense. This is when there's an acknowledgement of the person in front of you as well as the influences around them and the environment that they're in, plus the feelings in your own body and the feelings that you have while being together and the feelings that are perhaps being evoked in you. We can call this the dynamics of the relationship or the psychodynamic psychotherapy or wow. whatever you like. It's but spinning me out. But it means that we become aware of what's happening within us in our own body reaction, our pain or our discomfort or our comfort, and we then sit with it and reflect what this might mean for the other person. Yep. For instance, for example, I can notice you, Lee, that you're busy pushing buttons, listening to your producer, reading screens, uh, yes. and then attending to me along with asking questions that are pertinent and insightful. I'm a bloke. I can do all these things at <laughs> once, yes. <laughs> but I'm aware of your brain from my perspective being completely distracted and busy but I'm also aware that I have a feeling of a sense of excitement and anticipation with being in the radio station yeah, yep. and nervousness in my stomach for saying the right thing or the wrong thing. <laughs> so if I actually sat back, though, and observed the dynamics of the situation we're in right now, I can become aware of the listeners. I can become aware of the purpose of the station and the organisation behind getting us here tonight. And I can then consider the correct response to the situation and my place in this at particular time. Am I being wise? No, I'm just being socially savvy. But by being aware of myself and my own reaction, I am moving towards wise insight, which yes. is applied at the right time. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd be calling that unprofessionally a wisdom or certainly moving towards it. Is it something we can therefore learn then? Wisdom. Well, I think we can ponder this because I think in the Bible it talks about getting into another person's space. It talks about leaving yourself and finding yourself. Yep. It talks about um, moving towards another in love. And that's not necessarily just loving them for, for their sake. It's more like really knowing what they need and yes. thinking for another person. So a lot of this is actually, again, breaking away from the self-focus that is so much a marker for our age, actually. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, wisdom, when you see wise people, and I, I really love looking at the generation, the older generation, 
that have had um, particularly the Christian older Christians who've been around for a long time in the Christian circles have done an amazing amount of ministry and have seen that every relationship that they have has potential for God's kingdom now that's that's a huge step for us as Christians to take towards wise consul. They've often suffered a bit as well. That's right. I expect. That's right. Yeah. Now, if we could take on the wisdom of our of our parents, of our forefathers, then perhaps yeah. we could perhaps move to a zone where we think for others, as and see others as Jesus would see them. When it says, now this is more a theological point than a psychological point, but when it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, maybe that is all about taking our eyes off ourself and setting our eyes on the one who has all in his hand. Hmm. There's wisdom in that. Yes. In not being so caught up with ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And if you thought that through another step, um, if you apply the area of psychodynamic psychotherapy, um, you might then see that the fear of the Lord is ac- acknowledging his magnificent creation in the person that's in front of you. Yeah, that's a good point too. And so yes. when you see that person in front of you is made in the image of Christ, then you would see them in a very different light and you would be looking to them in a way that you might be able to understand their perspective, not try and help them. No, no, no. Because that's pat- patronising. Yep. But really to, to think what it must be like for that person without actually having to have answers for them. How counter to our human nature is it for us to take that other perspective of someone and take our eyes off ourselves? I think it's completely counter. Yeah, yeah, I thought that. I'm yeah. sure you've got a wealth of experience in listening to people and I, and, and I, knowing situations where where human relationships and circumstances have blown up because it's all about me. And, and I think that, you know, we've got to be realistic. You know, I can only see things from my perspective. Yeah. So when I'm counselling somebody, I can counsel somebody only from my own eyes. So I have to be aware of my reactions and things that are evoked in me to feed back to them so they have more of an understanding what's happening for them. Yeah. But, you know, I'm only human. <laughs> Even you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I'm so glad you've chosen this. I think this is a great little discussion, and I look forward to next week. Can I ask you about next week and also the the week after, which is our Christmas uh, final Christmas show? Um, next week, more on mindfulness and prayer and the process of wisdom. Yeah, and I think uh, if we look at mindfulness, that's as, this is a way of practicing um, moving towards wisdom. And uh, mindfulness is in a, a number of different religions. Prayer is in a number of different religions as well. And I think in when we pray and when we focus on the Holy Spirit, we are in a place of mindfulness. So let's have a little look at, at how that is um, practiced in the area of psychology and how perhaps we might be able to move to a place of wisdom through That's that. Yeah. And for our final live show in three weeks' time, we look at the Christmas story with a particular focus on wisdom. What's your mm. idea there? Well, I, I just think what, 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 what were the wise men thinking? You know, what, what, were they, what were they pondering? What were they searching for? And uh, what were the questions that they had? And perhaps when we start thinking about being wise, uh, it's not just about knowledge. It, it's about other things. Um, and perhaps, you know, even the fact that they got up and went for a long way um, looking for um, this, this child... 
yes. meant that they probably left an awful lot of things undone. In- we hope you enjoyed this open house podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.